Come on, all across the house, why don't you lift up your voice? Come on, there's a sweet presence of the Lord in this house. Come on, that's it. Love on them, love on them. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Oh, come on, that's it right now. Why don't we just go ahead and just lock in for a moment? Come on, I want you to lift up your voice. I want you to participate right now. Come on, just respond to what you feel. Come on, right now, just respond to the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I love you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Did anybody come expecting anything from the Lord today? Amen. Feels so good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. I, I say that often, but I, it really does. I'm telling you, I look forward to be in the house of the Lord. Thankful I didn't fall off a cliff today. Made it here safely, praise God. And uh, man, it just feels good to be in the house of the Lord. Man, while I was driving here, man, I had on my mind what I, what I felt in my spirit to preach. and The Lord has a way of just talking to you on those drives. And um, the Lord, I felt like the Lord just began to talk to me and, and shift direction for tonight. Amen. I, I, I believe that this church is in a place where God is preparing you for what he wants to do. And I think it's important to understand that, that God's not preparing a building. He's preparing people. He's preparing his church for what he wants to do. And I, I firmly believe that today. It's an honor to be here. I give honor to your pastor and his wife. Amen. Such a great hospitality. Uh, we've been friends for years now. I'm telling you, you are blessed. Amen. I believe in the vision that this family has for this church, amen, and what God is going to do. I'm telling you, just get behind the vision and watch what God will do. Just watch what God will do. I said it Sunday, but don't just look at what you see right now. I'm telling you, there's a day that you're going to see some things you never thought you'd ever see. I'm telling you, all you got to do is just say, you know what, I'm getting behind this thing. And wherever we're going to go, I'm willing to go in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have your Bibles, Matthew chapter 21, verse 12. Matthew chapter 21, verse 12. Amen. I'm solo tonight. Unfortunately, my wife is not able to be here with me. Amen. I'm surely missing her, but tomorrow morning I will be on the road and heading back home to her. Praise God. Man, love and appreciate my wife. I know she's praying for me. Man, what awesome worship today. Amen. I'm telling you, on a Wednesday night, you can loosen up a little bit. That's all right. Amen. Matthew chapter 21 and verse 12. Amen. Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple. 
and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves and said unto them, It is written, Thy house shall be called the house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. Verse 14, find it very significant. The Bible says, And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. Where Jesus was simply, the word was simply quoting, was from uh, Isaiah 56 and 7, where it says, Even then will I bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices shall be accepted upon mine altar. For my house shall be called an house of prayer for all people. Amen. I also want to read, amen, Haggai chapter 2 and verse 7. Haggai chapter 2 and verse 7. And I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come. And I will fill this house with glory, said the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former, saith the Lord of hosts. I want you to say this with me. And in this place will I give peace, saith the Lord. Amen. I want to preach tonight from the thought, minister from the thought, making his house what he intended it to be. Making his house what he intended it to be. Amen. As you put your Bibles down one more time all across this house, I want you to simply lift up your voice, lift up your hands with me. I want you to pray right now. I want you to pray in the Holy Ghost if you're able right now. Come on, that's it, all across this house, from the front to the back. Come on, lift up your voice. Hey, man, come on, let your voice be heard right now. Let all of heaven hear your voice. Jesus, we need you tonight. Jesus, we need you in this house. Almighty oh, God, come on, that's it, saints of God, lift up your voice. I love you, Jesus. I magnify you, Jesus. I glorify you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Why don't you give the Lord a hand clap of praise as you are seated. Man, I'll start off by saying that I, I firmly believe that every service we can have in a divine encounter with Jesus. Whether it be shouting, whether there be crying, whether there just be rejoicing, I believe that there is to be a moving of his spirit. I think every time that you step into the presence of the Lord, you can have a divine encounter with Jesus. It is the perfect will of God that you come into the house of the Lord and you feel the presence of God. It was intended that the glory of the Lord would rest inside the house. The presence of God would rest inside of his house. Hey, man, that when we would come to his house, that we would feel his presence. We would feel his glory. Hey, man, we would connect with something that was bigger than us. Amen. We would connect with something divine, something bigger than humanity, something bigger than what drugs can offer us, something bigger, amen, than what alcohol can offer us. Amen. We were meant to engage with something heavenly and divine. 
Amen. The Spirit of God has been moving from the beginning of time. The Bible lets us know that the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. The Lord is always moving. The Lord's always engaging. Amen. From the very beginning, God intended, amen, that his house would have glory inside of it. Amen. And Haggai, when Haggai begins to tell, amen, the children of Israel, he tells them, I want you to go build the house. I want you to know that the Lord is with you. I want you to go forward and build this house for the Lord. The Lord says that he's with you. And when you go build this house, the Lord said that his glory is going to be in this house. And it's not just going to be just any place, but the peace of the Lord is going to dwell. Can I tell you tonight that it is the perfect will of God that we feel the peace and the glory of the Lord in every service. If I can get just a little bit of monitor, please, I would appreciate it. Thank you. It's the will of God that we step in this house and feel the glory and the presence of the Lord. I, I don't believe that it's the will of God that we walk out from church, uh, amen, from the same way that we walked in. I believe that we can walk out, uh, amen, completely transformed uh, by the power and the spirit of the Lord. Uh, it is the perfect will of God uh, that every service that you come to ARC, uh, amen, you feel the glory of the Lord. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's Wednesday night. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's just simply you service. Uh, it doesn't matter if we're just having Bible study. Every time that we get into the presence of God, hey man, there has to be something in me that says I want to entertain God's presence. I want to feel his glory. I want to experience the power of God. God intended that his house would have glory inside of it. He said in this place I will give peace. The Old Testament, the Bible talks about in Exodus chapter 13 and verse 21. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them by the way. And by the night in the pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and night. He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. Hey man, the children of Israel had the pillar of cloud by day and it had the pillar of fire by night, which was symbolic of the presence and the glory of God. Hey man, Numbers even talks about that how that the people would not move if the glory was staying in the place. As long as the glory was in the tabernacle, then they weren't interested in moving and going beyond where they were. They were always interested in following after the presence of God. And wherever God was leading them in the moment, it was always the will of God that the tabernacle would be filled with glory. The Bible says that how it would rest on the top and they could see that pillar of cloud. They knew that we're standing in the right place. We're right where we're supposed to be. Right now we can feel the presence of God. In the moment that that cloud uh, begin to move, the children of Israel realize uh, it's time to pack up and it's time to go to a new place uh, because wherever the Lord is leading us, uh, that's where I want to go. Uh, if the glory is in the wilderness, then I want to go to the wilderness. Uh, amen. If the glory is in the mountaintop, uh, then I want to go to the mountaintop. Wherever the glory is, that's where I want to go. Amen. It's easy to get caught up and forget what it's all about. 
It's easy to forget about why we come to the house of the Lord. Hey, Amen. I, I, I would tell you today that I didn't come just to simply look at you today. Hey, Amen. Because you look good and you, you look nice in your outfit today. No. Hey, Amen. Why we came to the house of the Lord. It was to get into the presence of God and to magnify the audience of one. Hey, I don't want to ever get to the place. Hey, Amen. Where I come to the house of God and I forget why I came to God's house. I came to God's house so that I can touch him. I didn't come empty-handed to the house of the Lord. I came that I can experience, experience the power of God. It was symbolic of having God's presence in the house. There's not one service, there's not one moment, there's not one day that I do not want to feel God's presence. Hey, what we do and what we believe, it's not just in simply, hey man, in word as we see, but it's in word and in deed. Hey man, we stand upon the word of God. Hey man, but the God that we serve is real and alive. Hey man, so I want to take that word and I want to be able to experience his power. I want to be able to experience his love. I want to be able to experience his mercy. Hey, I don't want to forget what it's about. I come to the house of God. I want to tell you today that it's easy to go through the rut and routine of simply coming to church and forgetting about why we come to church. It's easy to sing the songs of Zion and rejoice and go, go through the motions and all of the good things that are happening and forgetting why we're really in the house. Forgetting about the reason that we're truly here is that we've come to experience the presence of God. I didn't come simply just to smile and look cute today. I'm serving an almighty God that's worthy of all the praise. and He's worthy of all of the glory and he's worthy of all of the honor. Man, the Bible tells us about how that Jesus is stepping on the scene. Jesus is interrupting uh, the kingdom of God. He's stepping in this place in the midst of a, a dead religious system where now the house of God, there is no in interaction with the presence of God. There's, there's no healing in the temple. There's, there's no deliverance in the temple. The Bible says, uh, amen, that they got to this place in the temple where they just bought and sold. Uh, they begin to exchange goods. They, they just, the temple of God became just like any other place. Bible, some would say that it became just like the marketplace. It became just like the place where they bought and sold and exchanged goods, where, where men would go to find jobs and where, where they would go where kids could play. In, in the Greek, they would call it the agora. It was just the, the place where people would go and begin to exchange. Somehow, some way, uh, along the way, the house of God had lost the value within the people, and they didn't understand. Uh, I'm not simply doing this because of tradition. I'm doing this because there's a God that's living inside of me, and there's a God that is alive and real. The temple became commonplace. It became just like any any other place for them. They weren't experiencing the glory. They weren't experiencing the power. Can I pause for a moment and just tell you, it is the perfect will of God that people be healed in the house of the Lord. It is the will of God that people be delivered in the house of the Lord. 
will that salvation happens in God's house. He walked into this place, and as they're exchanging, they're, they're money changers, and they're selling, and they're selling doves, and they're selling sacrifices, and and now the people, they no longer come to the house of God with a sacrifice. Uh, amen. They come and now uh, the sacrifice will be provided for them. Uh, and they're no longer gathering what, whatever it takes to come to the house of God. Because uh, when you come to God's house, uh, you can't come empty-handed. Uh, you got to bring something with you. Uh, hey, it's not the will of God that you come uh, and somebody else offers up uh, the sacrifice of praise for you. Uh, you need to make up in your mind uh, when I come to the house of the Lord. I'm not coming empty-handed. I didn't come to watch somebody else. I came to praise God for myself. The idea that they became, where now I come to the house of God. This is all losing the value. Coming to the house of God and now they'll provide the sacrifice for me. Well, pastor will pay the price Pastor been praying this week and pastor been been fasting before the Lord and he he been laying before the Lord and his wife and so so we'll come to the house of God and everything will be set just right and we'll be able to experience God's presence all the while while we have not done anything since the last time that we've been in service hey friend that's not the will of God for this church I'm telling you what this church needs right now is everybody collective all involved and engaged that says when we come to God's house, hey, something's going to happen in the Holy Ghost. When we come to God's house, something's going to shift. Something's going to change. Hallelujah. I'm not coming empty-handed. I like to walk a little bit, so I'm going to get close near to you. That's how I can really keep you up, too. You won't go to sleep on me then. I, I don't want to come to the house of God with nothing. We need to change our perspective that I'm not just coming to the house of God to receive something. I'm coming to offer something. We get things mixed up about church when we come and we say, well, I'm just going to receive, but I'm just going to walk out, and I'm not going to give Jesus everything that he deserves. I'm not going to give the King of kings and the Lord of lords everything he deserves. Can I tell you, I'm getting ahead of myself right now, but we serve a jealous God, and the moment that we give our our attention, our energy, our passion to other things. There is a God that stands in the place and says he is jealous. Hallelujah. Jesus stepped into the scene. He looks at the house, and his house is not what he intended it to be. There's no glory. There's no presence. There's no healing. And he's standing in this place, and the zeal, the jealousy, the envy that begin to fill his heart. The Bible talks about how the zeal of thine house had eaten me up. When the disciples saw this exchange going on, that scripture began to quicken to their mind. When they begin to remember that scripture in Psalms, I believe, 69. 
and they begin to realize that the zeal, the, 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 the jealousy, the envy of the Lord begin to arise because of why would God be jealous? Because God created you and God made you and so God's not interested in sharing you with anybody else. God is interested in having a relationship with you alone. Hey friend, hear me today in the Holy Ghost. God's saying I want to walk close with you. I want to walk intimately with you. The moment that we begin to set up other things before God, there's something that moves in God and it makes him jealous. Why? Because we have not intended the purpose. We have not fulfilled the purpose that God has called us to fulfill. Not living our life according to the standard of what God has called us to live in. I'm telling you, every moment that every opportunity that you have, you have to look for the opportunities, amen, to get into the presence of God. Hey, the only time that you feel the presence of God, it shouldn't be on Sundays and it shouldn't be on Wednesdays. Hey, but Monday morning when you wake up, there needs to be something in you that says, I got to touch the presence of the Lord. I have to feel his glory. I have to feel his power. I have to feel his anointing. Hallelujah. I know that's not popular preaching today. The mindset that says just come to the house of God and sit there and let them entertain you and just let them uh, go ahead and just sing the songs and, and you sit there and you stay in your place. No. Hey, can I tell you that God wants us to rise to a higher place. Hey, man, that we don't stay down here just living on milk and living in simple places. God has called his people. God has called this church saying, I want you to rise up. I want you to go just a little bit higher. Hey, I don't want you to live on the milk of the word anymore. I want you to live on the meat of the word. I want you to nourish yourself and establish in yourself the kingdom of God. That is the perfect will of God today. Primary focus. He said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. There was no praying going on in the house there was no engagement going on in the house. The sole purpose, amen, that God intended his house to be was where a place where the people can begin to engage with God. The primary focus of his house was that the glory would begin to descend in the house and the people could get in the presence of God and there was an opportunity to walk out transformed from the house of the Lord. It was an opportunity to engage with the divine presence of the Lord that can't be seen and simply can't be touched but we know according to faith that he's able to heal us and he's able to touch us and he's able to deliver us it was supposed to be that place somehow some way somehow through that tradition it became just an ordinary place for them 
it didn't have the same value that it used to have. It become so dull and it becomes so numb. I can just come to the house of God and I, I can check the box off and I know how to go through the motions and everybody thinks that I'm okay and everything's all right and I can just allow time to pass and I can go forward and I can keep living the way that I'm living and I can just brush it off. I'm telling you, that's not the will of God for your life or your family. I'm telling you, you... Tell you what I feel in the Holy Ghost. You, 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 you can't live in that place. Hey, man, that's where people begin to die. That's where people begin to backslide. That's when people begin to walk out of the house of the Lord. Hey, man, because they can go through the motions, but forgetting what it's all about, forgetting that it's about, hey, man, what's living inside of here. It's about that his presence would dwell inside of me. It's about me getting in his presence. It's not about me just coming and sitting on a chair and just being here. No, it's about me saying, I got to touch him. I got to experience him. I have to feel him. Hallelujah. Pursuing God, building lives, connecting people. That sounds like a vision statement to me. But notice, you can't get to connecting with people before you pursue God. Your life has to be built upon the word of God. Your life has to be built upon the word. That pursuit of God, that pursuit of God that says, I'm going to pursue God with reckless abandon. I'm not holding anything back. I'm not apologizing for anybody. I'm not staying back, but I've made up my mind. It doesn't matter what it takes. It doesn't matter what I lose. I've made up my mind. telling you church today that every time that you step in this house there can be a mighty ushering of God's presence that God meets with us in such a supernatural way when we make his house what he intended it to be when we recognize and understand I'm to come to this place I'm to come to lift up my hands and to worship and to pray and to seek his face I'm telling you when the people of God begin to seek the face of the Lord amen God does not refuse his people. The Bible says that the sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination unto the Lord, but the prayer of the upright is his delight. I'm telling you, every time you set your face to the Lord that says, I'm going to touch him, I'm going to seek his face, I'm telling you, God won't refuse. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
God won't refuse his people when they make up their mind. God, I'm setting my face before you. God, I'm going to clean my heart. I'm going to clean my mind. I'm telling you right now what I feel in the Holy Ghost. There's some of you, you need to go ahead and say, God, I'm cleaning some things out of my life. I'm cleaning some things out of my heart. God, I'm making your house what you want it to be. hung up right here right now you 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 can't try you can't try to fool anybody. You can't fool God. You can fool man, but you can't fool God. You can't play games with God. You can't mess around in the house of the Lord. Hey, I don't want to play the role of the hypocrite that I'm one way in the house of the Lord and I'm another way outside the house. Hey, man, I want to be the same person when I lay down to sleep, when I get up in the morning. I want... telling you some you got to clear some things out of your world and life you got to get some things right they thought well i can come man it's not even my notes well here we go they thought, well, I can just go ahead and worship, and I can come worship any way that I want to. That was the same mindset that they had. Hey, man, in Matthew, they were standing in that place, and they said, I'll come to the house of God any way that I want to. I'll just worship. I'll offer up anything that I want to. But the Bible says the sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord. When we try to offer something up to the Lord, hey, man, while we're not in right standing with the Lord, the Lord begins to refuse but the moment on the flip side Bible says praise is comely the moment that we begin to offer something up to God and the heart's right and our spirit's right you're telling me that God won't sit there and move on our behalf and God won't begin to touch and God won't begin to heal and God won't begin to restore and deliver and answer prayers that's the only way you have revival. That's the only way you have breakthrough. There is no shortcuts to it. There's no shortcuts to a breakthrough. There's no shortcuts to revival. There's no shortcuts to harvest. There's no shortcuts to a healing. There's no shortcuts to a deliverance. You have to say, God, I'm making up my mind today, and I'm going to take the steps. I almost need something almost to clear. It's like clearing a house. We, we got a basket or something. Huh. I, hope you just, I hope we're having fun today. <laughs> it's Wednesday night, but I came to preach. I didn't come to play church. Man, you, 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 you got to learn how to empty some things out in your life. You got to understand that there's some things I can't take to the house of God. There's some things I can't worship with. I can't have idolatry in one hand. Hey, man, and worship in the other hand. I can't make, I, I ooh, come on, there we go. Yeah, that's, that's not working. Yeah, there we go. You, you got you to gotta make up your mind. 
might just need to start going through y'all. Y'all might just need to start throwing stuff in there tonight. Praise God. Hey, I, I, I'm telling you, this ain't fancy, this ain't pretty, but if you want real victory, I'm telling you how you get victory. It's not about playing games with God. It's not about going through the motions. you got to make up in your heart and your mind, if I want to live for the Lord, then there's some things that I can't take with me to the house of God. There's some things that I can't take in my walk with God. There's some things in my life i got to clear out. There's some things i got to throw out. There's some people I I gotta let go of. Telling you, there's, there's, you always gotta keep a, a proverbial garbage can next to you in the spirit because you got to make up in your mind that I got I got to allow some things to die out. I got to allow some things to leave my life. I have to bear this cross if I'm going to see everything that God wants me to see. Hey, sometimes family men, men of God, sometimes you got to make decisions for your family because you say, I'm more concerned about my family's salvation than I am my opinion or what I love. This is probably one of the worst illustrations I've ever had. But I'm going to use it. I'm telling you, you can't listen to, to all of the garbage that's going out in the world. You got to get into the Word of God and you got to find what the Word says because the Word still works. I don't care what day and age that we're living in. I don't care how dark the day is. I don't care what, what the popular opinion is. I don't care what politics says. Hey Amen. The Word of God still works. There's no shortcut for victory. There's no shortcut for deliverance. You got to get in the Word and you got to do everything that the Word says. Hey. Sacrifice was not meant to be easy. It was meant to cost us something. You were meant to pay the price to offer something up to God. When you put it into comparison with salvation and you put it to comparison to, to be able to go to heaven and to stand before the presence of the Lord for eternity, I'm telling you, there's not one thing in my life that's worth keeping that I can miss out on that. There's not one sin in my life that I can miss out on eternal life. There's not one drug that I would want to have that I would... Oh, there's not one, this is a touchy subject for some. This is not just, it's not just, not even one pain pill would be worth missing out on heaven. <laughs> not one addiction to things and abuse of substance that would be worth missing out on heaven. I'm telling you, you got to weigh the balance. You got to make up in your mind what's worth it. If I got to let go of everything, if I have to get people out of my life, if I have to break up with that person, I have to leave that relationship alone. If I have to put some distance with my family, hey, it's worth it because I want to make it to heaven. I want to please the Lord. I'm not just simply trying to please man. 
I'm interested in pleasing the almighty God. They're standing in that place and he's looking at this and he's seeing that they have lost it. They have forgot what it's about. And he tells them what it's all about. And I find it so interesting. At the next verse, the moment that Jesus begins to tell them about what his house is about. The moment that he begins to tell them that my house shall be called a house of prayer. He said, if you dedicate this house and you, you make this house what I intended it to be and you, you consecrate this house and you, you make up your mind, hey, there's two folds on that. One, the house of God, but also that you're the temple of the Holy Ghost and it's the house of the Lord that dwells. He lives inside of you. And when you make up in your heart and your mind that I'll dedicate myself to him, I'll dedicate his house, I'll make his house what he wants it to be. Verse 14 says, the blind and the lame came to him, and they were healed. The moment that they got the right perspective and they began to make God's house what he wanted it to be, there was, there was no problem for there to be healing. There was no, no, no issues for there to be the miraculous in, in the building. There was no issue for there to be a divine, amen, presence of God in the house. The moment that the people made up their mind, I'm going to set my face before the Lord, is the very moment, amen, that God began to work and God began to heal people. Hey, it's a small thing for God to heal the sick. It's not too hard for God. It's not too hard for God to save a drug addict on these streets. It's not too hard for God to save an alcoholic. It's not too hard for God to set. I hope you're catching me today. When you make it what he wants it to be, the glory enters in the house. You say, I'm cleaning some things out. I'm, I'm getting my heart right with God. I'm, I, I, I'm laying some things down in the altar. Some of it, uh, amen, there's secret things in this house today. Uh, there's secret things in your life, uh, amen, that nobody knows about, uh, amen, but God gives you the opportunity, uh, and God says, why don't you lay these things down before me uh, because I'm interested in moving in your life. Uh, I'm interested in moving in your family. Uh, hey, but before uh, we see revival, uh, before we see great breakthrough, uh, Hey, something in us has to begin to change. Something in us has to begin to shift. Something in us. You want real revi revival in this church? You want real breakthrough in this church? Hey, you don't look at your neighbor and wait for them to move. It starts with you. It I'm not waiting for somebody else to come in this church. <laughs> amen, and be the prayer warrior that this church needs. I'm not waiting for somebody else in this church to be the aisle runner that this church needs. I'm not waiting for somebody else, amen, to fill the role. Hey, I'm stepping up to the plate of where God has called me to be. I'm telling you, church, something begins to happen. We begin to get in that place. 
talked about it Sunday. We get in that perfect alignment with God. We stand in that right place. And then God begins to move in our lives and in our church. I'm telling you, the moment that you get moved by God, the moment that you allow God to move in your heart, the moment that you allow God to move in your spirit, I'm telling you, is the moment that you'll see God work in your family. I'm telling you, somebody needs to hear me in the Holy Ghost right now. I'm telling you very clear right now. I'm telling you, if you allow God to begin to work in you, you'll see God work in situations you've been wanting God to work in for a long time. When you allow God to move in your heart, you'll see God work in your family. Because if we're not careful, some of us, you'll miss it. You'll miss the opportunity and you'll miss the miracle moment to see God work in your life. Hey Amen. Because you allow it to bypass you and you allow that moment to right, right, go right by you. Hey Amen. And you'll miss the opportunity because you'll say, that's not for me. Maybe that message is for somebody else. I'm telling you, that miracle, that breakthrough, everything that you need, don't brush it off. Don't let it go right past you. Don't let Jesus just walk right past you. You need to make up in your mind tonight. No. I'm going to respond to the word. I'm going to respond to what Jesus is speaking. I'm going to respond. Because it's the doorway. It's the doorway to everything that God wants to do in this church. It's the doorway to everything that God wants to do. It's the doorway to the blessing. It's a doorway to the future things that God wants to pour out. But God can never pour out, amen, what he wants to give if the people won't get in alignment and get in position so that God can bless and God can move. Some of us, we might just miss that. That might go right past us. You got to understand, God works through individuals. So God is looking and working, trying to work through you. God's not trying to work down through somebody down the street. Yes, God's interested in saving somebody down the street, but God didn't save you so that you could just sit on the chair and say, bless God, well, I'm saved now, and I'm thankful that I'm a part of the church. No, God intended that purpose and being would be inside of you and that you would be everything that God instituted you to be. But it starts with you beginning to rend your heart. told him, he said, rend your heart, not your garments. Because the custom was they would rend the outer. It was the outer shell of remorse. It was the outer shell of showing obvious sorrow and forgiveness. And they would begin to make that example on the outside. But he said, no, I don't want you just to show it on the outside. I want you to rend your heart. Don't rend your garments. I want you to rend the inside of you. I'm telling you what I feel right now in the Holy Ghost. There's such a level of glory and power that God wants to pour out in this house. But I'm telling you, there needs to be a hunger in some people. Like the first day that you got saved, like the first day you repented of your sins, like the first day that God restored you, huh, that says, God, 
rend my heart, God. I'm telling you, don't forget what it's about. Don't get unmoved in the presence of God. I'm coming to a close. Musicians can come. I'm telling you, you got to rend your heart because you're serving a jealous God. He's looking their zeal every time that you go into another place, every time that your heart turns to another direction. God's looking and he's saying, I'm looking for some people that will turn my direction. I'm looking for some people that will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. And I'm telling you, the glory of the Lord will be in every service. The glory will be in the house. The glory will be in your home. I'm telling you, church, it starts right here. It's, it starts right here. You got to let it get inside of you right now. I'm telling you, God didn't intend for us to come and just be here and say, well, we'll sit here and bless God. We'll just wait until God comes back, until Jesus comes and raptures away his church. No, he said, occupy till I come. Amen. You got. Ooh, I need to stop preaching. I tell you, I feel it so strongly. Hallelujah. You got you to gotta be connected to the God of heaven and earth. You got to be connected to him. And when you're connected to him, you can be connected to the mission. But before you get connected to the mission, you got to get connected with him. You got to get in the place that says, Lord, I'm ready to do whatever you want to do in me. Lord, let revival start in me before it starts in the streets. Lord, revive me again, oh God. Tell you what I feel today. I know it's a Wednesday night. Hey, man, but I'm telling you, I said, God, why this message today? But I'm telling you, I've learned just to be obedient with God. I'm telling you, the moment that you set up in your mind and your heart, hey, sometimes we think that repentance is only for sinners. Hey, sometimes after you've been living for God for a long time, hey, it doesn't matter how long you've been living for God. Hey, daily, I try to search my heart and I say, God, I repent of any evil thought, any wicked action, Lord, anything I didn't realize. You know why? Because I always want to be a vessel that he can flow through. I always want to be the one that he can allow his glory to funnel through today. I'm telling you, you have to get that understanding that the moment that you begin to realize the moment that you begin to give, get the revelation and understanding, I'm telling you, there's unprecedented things uh, that God wants to do uh, in this church. Uh, there's unprecedented things uh, that we set up in our mind. Uh, and when the church begins to pray uh, and the church begins to seek the face of the Lord, uh, you think God's going to refuse us? Uh, I'm telling you right now, uh, if some of you for the next 30 days, uh, you would make up your mind uh, that I'm going to seek the face of the Lord. Uh, 
more than I ever have in my life. I'm telling you, watch what God will do. Come on right now, lift up your voice. Come on, church. Come on. Come on. We got to really start praying. We got to really start getting a hold of him. We got to really start making his house what he wants it to be. Come on, so his glory can be poured out. So his glory can be poured out. So his anointing can be poured out. So that the lame can be healed. It's the perfect will of God that all of this city knows that if I have something in my life, hey, I know where to go. I know to go down to ARC where there's an apostolic church where the power of God is real, where the power of God is real. And I can come down to that house and it'll be the house of peace because my house has no peace and my house has no healing. But I'll come down to this house. I'm telling you, church, you need to pray right now. It starts with you. It starts inside of your heart. It starts, I'm telling you, guest, visitor, friend, hey, you can start on a new leaf. You can start in a new place in life. Hey, all of your life, all you knew was sin and corruption. But one moment in the presence of God, you can be healed. You can be restored. You can be delivered. Come on, I'm telling you, God's wanting to get a hold of somebody's heart today. Come on, God's wanting to get a hold of somebody's attention today. Come on, ARC, I need you to stir yourself in the Holy Ghost right now. Allow the deepness of God to call into your spirit today. I'm telling you, there's barriers that we can break in the Holy Ghost. Hey, but it starts when we begin to seek the face of the Lord. I'm telling you, strongholds, hey, that have been in your life, that have been hindering you, you want to know how they'll be broken, is when you seek the face of the Lord and you lay before the Lord and say, God, I'm not getting up from this place until the chains are broken. I'm not getting up from this place until I'm healed. I'm not getting up from this place until I'm delivered. Ooh, they're going to begin to sing. 
But I'm telling you right now, you need to make up in your heart and your mind. I'm telling you, there's miracles that God wants to pour out. There's breakthroughs that God wants to give in this church. There's things that he wants to pour out for us. But I'm telling you, it's going to start with you. It's going to start with you. You got to step up to the plate today that says, I'm making a decision. I'm making a change. I'm turning. Come on, right now. Right now, all across this house, I want you to stand to your feet. I want you to come down to this front right now. Come on, I want you to step out of your comfort zone right now. I want you to come. I want you to lift up your hands. I want you to begin to not worry about your neighbor or anybody else. I want you to begin to lift up your hands, and I want you to begin to talk to God. Come on, I want everybody to come down to this front right now. Come on, if you're able, if you're able to come down to this front, I want you to get out from your chair. I want you to begin to lift up your hands. I want you to begin to lift up your voice, and I want you to pray fervently right now. I'm telling you, let God, let God examine the heart right now. Lord, we want you, no one else will do in this place. I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, close your eyes. Nobody looking around right now. I want you just to lift up your voice, and I want you just to talk to God right now. Come on, talk to Jesus. Don't worry about your neighbor. Don't worry about your family member right now. Come on. I want you to lift up your voice and just talk to him. Miracles are in this place. Hear our cry, be lifted high in this place. Lord, we
the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it right now. you to let the music to silence your prayer right now. I'm telling you, I need full cooperation right now. Everybody lift up your voice right now. I'm telling you, there's breakthroughs that God's wanting to give somebody right now. Come on, lift up your voice. Come on, rejoice. Lift up your voice and pray right now in the name of Jesus. It can happen right now. Come on, it can happen right now.
Come on, church, let's worship the Lord all across this house. Come on, this is what revival feels like. Come on, people are coming back to life. Come on, alive to God. Alive to God. Hallelujah. God, we want to make your house both physically, God, and spiritually. We want to make your house what you intended it to be, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. House of prayer, a house of worship, a house of sacrifice, a house of miracles. God, we want to see it in this place. We want to see it on display in the lives of your people, God. Oh, come on, let's worship him. Come on, let's worship him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's love the Lord all across this house. Come on, lift up your voice, lift up your hands. Let's magnify the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for bringing a word to our church, to our souls, God. Thank you for bringing a word to our souls, God. I don't want to just rend or rip my garment, but God, I want my heart to be torn before you, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord, if there be any wicked way in me, God, search me, oh God. If there be anything in me that's hindering me from going to the next level, God, help me to see it. Oh, Jesus, and give me the courage to deal with it, God, and to bring it to the altar, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You know, everybody in this house that pays bills pays at least one bill a quarter called waste management. If you don't know what that is, you ain't paying bills. You're behind on your trash bill. You need to get it taken care of. It's where you, you pay so you can get rid of the trash out of your house. Hey, hallelujah. But the man of God, hey man, he's Holy Ghost Waste Management tonight. He showed up and said, come on, time to take things out of your life, take things out of your spirit. Amen. I thank God for preaching like that. How about you? Amen. Holy Ghost decluttering that just says, you know what, let's get rid of the stuff that maybe is holding us back. You know, some things, even the Bible says it, some things are just weights. They're not even sinful. You know, we don't always take things and lay them down at the altar because they're sinful. Sometimes they're just weighing us down from what God has intended his house to be. Amen. Sometimes it's, i got to lay down my opinion. Maybe I am right, but i got to lay down my opinion because it's stopping his house from being what his house has got to be. 
Maybe I really do need to lay down my just transactional. That's what happened. They made the church transactional. It was just a place where they came. They didn't sacrifice. They didn't pray. It was just transaction. Maybe it's time I just, you know, God, I'm going to set that down. I'm going to lay that down into the Holy Ghost trash can. And I'm going to lay that aside and make this back about a relationship where I'm running after you with all my heart. Amen. Amen. I think we ought to lift up our hands and thank the Lord. Amen. I know that God's allowing us, amen, to make this house the way that he's intended it to be. Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for the word that you brought to us, the Holy Ghost that we feel in this house confirming the word. And I believe that the blinded eyes are going to be open. I believe that deaf ears are going to be unlocked. I believe physical healings, emotional healings, spiritual healings are going to happen in this place, God. Amen. Because we're making your house what it's intended to be in the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Hallelujah. Don't forget, amen, this Sunday, amen, evangelist Tyler Harris is going to be back here preaching the word. And again, next Wednesday at 7 p.m., invite somebody, grab some church cards, amen, get on, you know, so much junk going on on social media. Uh, I wish we could delete it all, but we can't. So take your opportunity. You got a captive audience that stares at their phone about eight hours a day and start blasting Jesus on there, amen. Start telling people about the Holy Ghost. Start blasting, preaching. Start telling people about Jesus' name, baptism, the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Tell them about Apostolic Revival Center. Get them to the house of the Lord in Jesus' name. God will bless you. Amen. We've got Brother Ephraim's about to be baptized in Jesus' name. If you'll gather around the front, we're going to baptize him right now in Jesus' name. Shake hands, be friendly, love one another all across this house.